Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. This is the Friday Focus, where we got our football guys in. Brandon Marshall, Adam Pacman Jones, Leger Doosable, here to talk about some of the quarterbacks in this league. We're going to discuss Aaron Rodgers. We're going to discuss Justin Fields, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, Geno Smith, let's start off with Aaron Rodgers, the golden boy, the man who is destined for the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Right now, the Green Bay Packers, the wheels are off that cart. They've lost five games in a row. Uh, They've fallen and probably can't get up. How much blame do we put on Aaron Rodgers for what's happening to the Packers this season? Yeah, I mean, you have to put some blame on him. If you look at last week's game, right? We always talk about it, right, Brandon Marshall? Uh, Ball security is job security. You can't have turnovers in the red zone because especially if it, you, you turn it over in the red zone and that team goes down the scores, then you're talking about a seven to 10 point swing in the game, right? He, one play, throwback play to your left tackle, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Rodgers leaves short. Another play right outside the red zone, trying to force the ball into Robert Tunyon gets intercepted. Like you just can't have those type of turnovers in the red zone. Now, before that game, right, I would say you couldn't put that much blame on Aaron Rodgers. Um, these young receivers, right? You know, this is the NFL. You get paid to do a job. You got to come along. Now, yes, leadership is needed to help, you know, bring these players along. And, you know, I just, I hate it that we're in a society that we have to coddle young players. I think that's insane right now. Again, Aaron Rodgers could do a better job of not throwing guys under the bus. And, you know, he wasn't there this off season, but, you know, Romeo Dobbs, you know, was coming along. He had some, some passes that he dropped. He actually is hurt now, and he, he won't be playing for the next few weeks. Christian Watson's been hurt and on and off the roster being hurt. He's had a few concussions, but he's had some pivotal big drops, and they just don't have the depth. The thing is, I blame Matt LaFleur. This is one of the best rushing football teams in the league. Why the hell are you still dropping back and throwing the football? You got to bring these guys along slowly, obviously, because they're not ready. Run the football with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. That is your best offense right now. Why do you keep going away from it? I don't understand. Aaron Rodgers can only do so much now. Again, I put last week's loss on him because you cannot turn the ball over. I mean, if you look at the stats, guys, they went over 400 yards total of offense. But when you turn the ball over in the red zone, you have no opportunity to win the game. What do you think, B. Marsh? Well, listen, Aaron Rodgers has, has a game like that once every four years. Right. Like <laughs> facts. Dude is next level. Um, look, your question, Omar, was how much of it is on Aaron Rodgers? Um, 
I think it's easy for us to focus on Aaron Rodgers and to bash Aaron Rodgers uh, for the simple fact that he's not the best leader and he and how he conducts himself. So that's easy. But the reality, if we really want to peel back the layers and go a little bit deeper, what you're going to see is that these guys get paid to do their job. It's not Aaron, jo- Aaron Rodgers' job to catch the football. It's not Aaron Rodgers' job uh, to protect himself. That's the offensive line. They're individual jobs. That's the wide receivers. They're individual jobs. The general manager, do you have depth at these key positions? And like you said, dudes, Matt LaFleur. So it's a team effort. But Aaron Rodgers, you know, he, get pay, he gets paid the big bucks. He is the starting quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. So, of course, you know, the national media, I am athlete, I am athlete tonight. We're all going to focus on Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers, if he calls, uh, 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 you know, let's go I right formation, let's go waggle right, and let's go uh, double comeback with a little basic in the middle with, with, with your tight end. Wide receiver, if he runs a 15-yard comeback and drops the ball, that's not Aaron Rodgers' job. But what everybody's going to say is, is, well, Aaron Rodgers, he instead of going to Hawaii, <laughs> instead of traveling over to Cabo or wherever the hell he went to go do the Oswanda plan or whatever the plan is called, <laughs> that, you know, uh, Pac-Man Jones was a part of breaking the news. Whatever he did this offseason, everybody's saying, well, instead of doing that, you should have been somewhere in Wisconsin on a little high school football field going through Skelly seven on seven and building that chemistry and continuity with your pass catchers. But look, can I make them better? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, that's still their jobs to be ready for the season. So can we blame Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. Should we, should we be talking about him? Absolutely. But let's not forget the other guys that contribute to this mess as well. Adam Pac-Man Jones. Where do you stand on this conversation, Pac-Man? Well, first and foremost, I was drafted the same year Aaron Rodgers was drafted, actually, and that's one of my buddies. But I just don't like the leadership part. That's what I'm saying. Um, I know him as a person. If you're down, you're down, but you know what you signed up for when you signed your contract, when you got rid of Devontae Adams. Um, Positive healing. I mean, positive thinking is positive healing. So I'm going to leave it at that. Mm, that went over my head, Mr. Yeah, mm. Hold on, wait a minute. You can't just leave it at that. You got to break that down for the people. No, I don't. It's simple, Omar. Positive thinking is positive healing. Mm. You, think, you think negative, your ass ain't going to never heal. In lame mm. terms. Do you got it? I, mm. I Drop the mic on the pack. The Dr. Jones, I appreciate that. All right, let's let's get to our next quarterback. Tua Tagovailoa. He's won every game he started this year, and started and finished this season. He's got a nineteen and nine record as an NFL starter in three seasons. This is his second week as a whoa, top whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry, Omar. I got to stop you. What's up? Because you told me he had a winning record. So if he didn't win those games this year, he wouldn't have a winning record. No, no, no. He's he he would still have a winning record. He was uh thirteen and nine, thirteen and nine coming into the season. So how was he nineteen and nineteen? Nineteen and nine. Oh, okay. I thought you said nineteen and nineteen. All right, bet go on. <laughs> this, this is his second year as the NFL's top rated quarterback, and he spent most of the season as a top five passer. 
Should Tua be in the MVP conversation if he continues on this on this trend? I'll let you go first, B. Yes. Um, and I was not a believer. And I don't know if I am a believer. I'm just looking at the numbers, right? I'm looking at this, this player, what he was able to do the start of the season. And then he gets concussed, right? World news. Yep. Everybody's talking about this guy's career is over. How is he going to rebound? Will he ever play again? He comes back in. He's inserted back into the offense, and they get hot again. Remember, when there was no Tua, Tyree Kill, he, I keep talking about it, but he keep pulling out the damn ping-pong table and saying, oh, we got to change things. Everybody start panicking in the organization. And then Tua, old Tua, short Tua, come in. Little noodle arm Tua, come in and get this thing <laughs> back on track. So if they continue this and the record reflects it, Absolutely. This is the Miami Dolphins. Nobody thought the Miami Dolphins would be in this position. Mm-hmm. What is dudes? Don't look like that. Don't say mm. this. I think a lot of people had them winning at least nine to ten games this yeah, year. Yeah, right. Yo, a lot of people with Tyreek Hill coming there. Yeah. This rookie uh, head coach. I, nah, I, it's Shanahan Tree. They they have faith in him. Oh my goodness! Yeah, most people project so, them to be a nine. So, 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 yeah, I was about to say, come on, B. No, 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 no you're no, reaching no. now. <laughs> Reaching, bro. There was, there was a, there was a big question mark around Tua coming into this year. Yeah, but I think people had faith in McDaniel. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, look. Here's the answer, uh, Omar Kelly, and I throw it to you, Deuce. Um, Yes, he should be involved. He should be a part of the the MVP uh, conversation if they continue this. Uh, I want to throw it to Pack. I'm interested to hear what he has to say on on two and should he be in the MVP conversation, and then I'll go out to him. I don't know if that's enough to be in the MVP conversation right now. Like, like the being in MVP conversation, it ain't just about one year. I don't think like <laughs> it is, but it ain't. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm on well, the fan. It's, MVP We're, conversation is not about the body of work that you put together for this season and and where you take your team. Yeah, of, co- uh, of course it is, but like that ain't how people vote on. But I'm gonna let you you say what you want to say, Omar. You y'all know everything. Y'all are the experts. <laughs> I, I don't know I'm shit. You, I'm just asking. But what you, I'm saying is, how you evaluate? Let's, let's let's see how many games he lose for the rest of the year as a starter. Like like mm. you said, he haven't lost as a starter. So we'll see if he pan out to win all of them. Yeah, I get it to him. Yeah, I think it's hard to put a guy in there that's missed three games, right? I mean, if you miss more and more games, that's a quarter of the season, essentially. So missing three games, and it really was two and a half. Um, it's hard to put him in that right now. Now, to Brandon's point, if he keeps doing this, which honestly, this weekend, I think they're in the trap game. The Brownies, three and a half, take the plus three and a half. He heard it from Lejay Dules but first. That run game, the way this Miami Dolphins defense has been playing. Yeah. The three and a half. Take the three and a half with the Browns. But, yeah, I mean, Tua has been on fire. But I go back to what uh, we talked about yesterday, Brandon Marshall, um, when we were talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, right, and the defenses that they have faced when they've their offense has gotten back on track. It was the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons, two of the – Third worst defenses in football. If you look at Tua and who he's faced, the Detroit Lions, which is the second to the worst defense in football, and the Chicago Bears, which I know are like 27th or 28th in defense. So I have to see it versus 
some of the AFC East teams, mm-hmm. right? Because if you look at the, the game versus the Buffalo Bills that they were able to win, Josh Allen and the offense still put up 400-plus yards of offense. The they, defense just did a really good job in the red zone and stopped them on a couple of fourth downs because they didn't execute. It wasn't too it lighting them up because I think that score was, what, only like 17 to 14 or something like that, or 19 to 20. It was a low-scoring game. Um, so I'm, I'm willing. I'm waiting to see Tua play the Bills again. I'm waiting for him to play the New York Jets again. I know. You know, and then maybe in, in the Patriots too because they got a solid defense as well. Okay, but think about what you just said. That's those are really good defenses, right? Yeah, he hasn't played those yet. I know. And if he beats them, I said if. That's why I said I'm waiting. I know, so I know, I, I'm I on I pause. Know. Yes, right. If he does, <laughs> that's a big deal, and you're going to see him uh, launch up that MVP. Oh yeah, I think you have to almost put him there too. If he if he comes under that out of that unscathed, but I, I I'm guaranteeing you right now he won't. And that's not hate. That's just me watching film. You listen to I Am Athlete tonight. I'm Omar Kelly here with Brandon Marshall, Adam Pacman, Jones, Deuce, uh, Leger Deuceable. Now let's get into Justin Fields, who had a historic mm. performance last week, running and throwing the football. Uh, his play has been trending up since that beatdown that he gave the New England Patriots. <laughs> Can the Bears continue this positive momentum? Let me start with Deuce because you always talk about coach these players in systems that benefit them playing to their thank you and (laughs) i I give you i give you credit for that because you you, you've always said you and pac-man have said fields has talent they're just not coaching him right yeah this this is the thing like i get it right ryan poles um um you didn't draft justin fields i get that right but you don't have to sabotage the man luke getsy offensive coordinator he wasn't you didn't pick Justin Fields as your quarterback. But don't put this man in positions where he's not going to succeed, right? Highlight his attributes and what he does well and let him go out and do that. And finally, it took all the way to the New England game in Monday Night Football for you to actually start th- having some quarterback runs, for you to get him on the edge on some bootlegs, for you to throw some RPOs at him, get him some easy throws on screens. I mean, like, what are we doing here? Justin Fields is one of the most electric electric athletes in the game. And I'm going to say quarterback. He, he he does play well at quarterback, but he's just an electric athlete. I mean, we saw the 61 yard scamper for a touchdown last week versus the Miami Dolphins. Third and eight drops back. Nobody's there. I don't know why Josh Moore, you just continue to play man coverage. Okay. Justin Fields, let's go for 61 to the house. Like what are we doing here? Luke Getzey finally getting them on some quarterback sweeps, right? Getting them some bootlegs, Cole commit. And I really love, his development at the quarterback level. Like, it's a subtle things, Brandon Marshall, that you always talk about, right? The Chicago Bears run the ball really well. Justin Fields on that bootleg really showed that right hand as if he was giving the ball to him. Tucked that ball in tight so the backside defensive end that was blitzing from the edge couldn't see it, was able to get around that defensive end and then throw an easy pass to Cole Komet for a touchdown. Just the little subtle things and his development as a quarterback that I like. His pocket presence has been a lot better. He isn't as antsy in the pocket, and it's just because he's more comfortable in this offensive game plan. So credit Luke Getze, and and finally credit Ryan Poles for actually, you know, deciding that, you know, Justin Fields could be the guy because he went and traded and gave up a second-round pick to get Chase Claypool. That actually lets you and shows you that he believes in this young quarterback because he went to go get him a big outside weapon. This is what I would say. If I'm Justin Fields this offseason, I'm asking to get out of there. (laughs) 
They just traded for Chase, man. I don't trust anybody in that building. Yeah, they did try to set that man up. It, it, not only that, but it's also dudes. It's uh, it's like man, the decisions that you know this building has made over the last seven, eight years. Yeah, it's ridiculous, right? The coaches that they brought in, general managers, how long they kept these guys. It's just bad. You know, as a quarterback and a young for him, man, if you don't win, you're out of there. Mm. And I don't see this organization turning it around anytime soon. They got a hundred mil next year to spend. They got a hundred mil. Okay, who wants to go there? That's because they just had. I think with Justin Fields, more guys are apt to go there now, though. Really? Mm. Yeah. Bad dudes. No. Who? What? Well, you know they're gonna have to overpay, but they—I think they'll be more apt to go there because they have an offense they can build around, build around a guy that's one of the most electric stars in the game right now. I mean, Brandon, when was the last time a guy on a losing what, team what, what about, what, won what, NFC Offensive Player of the Week? That's great, but you got to be able to run the ball as well, and you got to be able to play great defense in that division. Yeah, but that's the thing—they did trade away their best two defense. I think, <laughs> I, I think what really hurt them is the Roquan Smith thing. If they were able to hold on to him. The way Justin Fields is playing, I think people would be more apt to go there. Think you think you think as a you said it all the time, buddy. It's a great town, Chicago. It's a great place to be. That's why I'm passionately talking about it. You're saying you think, man, a window for a professional athlete. You get a couple years to get this right. You don't got time to be in. I think. I think. Well, when when you overpaying people, they gonna think. Think. You know how it is. (laughs) Well, Pac-Man Jones, let's enter this conversation. How can the Bears continue the positive momentum that Justin Fields is having right now? Um, I think Justin is doing a really good job. The running game is not where it should be right now with David Montgomery. So I think that's the biggest thing. They need to step up the running game with Dave Montgomery. And they just got uh, the big boy from Pittsburgh. I think Justin Fields is a good quarterback. Um, he can throw the ball. He's very accurate. But you got to put them in up on the center play action. But the running game got to be there. All these people thinking that we could just go out and throw the ball like we up in Kansas City. Everybody can't do that shit. First of all, you got to have the coordinator to do it. Second of all, you got to have the O line. And third of all, you still got to have a, a running game. We showed them that last year. You cannot just come out and just throw the ball 75 th- times a game and think y'all going to beat us. Y'all was up 21 points. And we came back and whooped that ass because y'all thought y'all was going to throw the ball 75% of the game. Nowhere in the NFL you can throw the ball 75% of the time. We did that shit last week. We threw the ball 75 times, (laughs) 75%. We had 12 runs, and we lost the week before last. And this week, guess what? We had 25 runs. We had 205 yards on the ground, 200 and like 80-yard passing, 42-0 at the end of the second quarter. He's from <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, let's get to another quarterback that I think all of you guys have an intimate knowledge of. Uh, <laughs> Brandon and Dues both played with Geno Smith during their tenure with the Jets. And Pac-Man Jones, he is a West Virginia Mountaineer just like yourself. Do you believe that Geno Smith has finally turned the corner or is he catfishing people? Oh, um, I think he turned the corner and the reason. OK, why, OK. Yeah, it's because <laughs> maturity. And, and I, you know, listen, I got traded. 
uh, to the New York Jets from the Chicago Bears back in 2015, I want to say. Yep, that was the year. Yep, and as soon as I got there, Geno Smith was there to welcome me. He not only, uh, you know, took me around the city, showed me everything. He also uh, gave me a room in his apartment in in Florham Park, New Jersey. Okay, and I live with him. That's hospitality right there. That's hospitality. And, and, and what I saw was, if I'm being honest, was immaturity. And it's about little things. He always did the big things, right? He came to practice. He came to the meetings, right? But did he? was he the first one at practice? Was he the first one in meetings? Was he the last one to leave? And even as his roommate, was the dishes clean? Was the bed made? You know, just little things, right? And and, and I have, I've been talking about this publicly for a couple of years, right? So I'm, this is nothing new. It's Geno Smith came in as a boy, and now we're seeing a man. And that's big at the quarter, just playing in the league, period, but it's definitely at the quarterback position. And that's what you're seeing. He always had the talent. Geno Smith could run. Geno Smith can throw. And also, he has high football IQ. Mm-hmm. So now he's tapping into being a pro's pro, and that's why you're seeing him have the success that he's having, and he's in a perfect environment for it. Like, you know, if he was anywhere else, would he have so much success? I don't know, but him being with Pete Carroll in that market with, you know, the experience that he's been able to gain over the last couple of years sitting on the bench, it's perfect for Gino. I'm excited for him. Adam, you you put you you he was one of your West Virginia Mountaineers. Do you believe in Geno Smith or is he catfishing the people? No, nah, I believe in Geno. Um, first of all, like me and Geno are close friends. Like when he was going through all this stuff with the Jets, like I was that's my dog. I'm gonna just leave it at that. <laughs> and um we went to West Virginia to together. But yeah, as you see, like, hold yo, on. Me? Let me hold on, let me let me get through. The Jets haven't had that much of good coaching. He was in a horrible situation with the Jets. And everybody know that. I don't know why you fucking leaning back, dudes. That don't mean oh, nothing. Bro, nothing to do with you. Y'all had y'all haven't had too many coaches that was that was up the part or that as far as that can get him ready. Furthermore, y'all ain't had a good offense and got y'all still don't really have a good offense, even right now today. <laughs> so with that being further said, like he's with a good coach right now. And they got a, like I said, they got a good running game. And when you got a good running game and you got weapons like he got on the outside, um sh- sky's the limit. Cause he can throw the ball anywhere, bro. Like it's not a question, can he throw the ball? Yeah. Yeah. When I look at this and to your your, your point, Pat, guess his first two years, yeah, we didn't have the offense at all. I don't think they really tailored the offense around Gino. It wasn't until his third year when Brandon got there where that was going to be his opportunity to be the guy at quarterback. And we know the incident that happened in the locker room and kind of had him forfeit his season that year. So we never really got to see him with Brandon and Decker and everybody else on our offense with Chris Ivory as the running back. Um, But if you if you look at it in Seattle, I told you guys in the beginning of the year, I said, if they truly give him a chance to be the quarterback and they give him the reins, watch out. And that's just because the last few years, me and him have the same physical therapist and just sitting and talking with him. And you brought up a point, maturity, right, Brandon? I saw the change in this kid, right? Now, he's a grown man now. I saw the way that he processes things and the the way he looks at the game. Me and him would just sit and have conversations while we're on the training table getting, you know, worked on. And 
I kept saying in my head, even when I was playing before I retired, I was like, man, he just needs another opportunity. Because I think if he gets another opportunity, you said it, Brandon, the skill set was there. The way he looks at the game was there. Like he had all the measurables that you dream of as a coach. It was just, you know, the maturity thing. And I think he's matured a lot. And then just getting another opportunity. Sometimes you just need a fresh start. Brandon, you know that more than anybody. You know, you was kicking balls in Denver. You need to get up out of there. You end up going to Miami, you know, then had a nice ride in Chicago. And then you were like, you know what? I'm going to be a New York Jet. You, you finally came over with the good guys. Um, but I think it was just a change of scenery. And then also you brought it up too, Brandon. I think him sitting and watching Russell Wilson, watching Pete Carroll, and then having a coach that truly believes in him. The way Pete Carroll talks about him, man, you can tell. I mean, I don't know if all of it's, you know, petty because he's throwing jabs at Russell Wilson, but he truly believes in Gino. You can see this team truly believes in Gino and they rock with him. I mean, I can't remember the last time ever I ever saw Russell Wilson do his post-game interviews with his two top receivers. Gino does it almost every week. Like this team really believes in each other because nobody believed in this team. Everybody thought Seattle was going to be picking in the top two and getting the quarterback this year. And now they're looking like they have an opportunity to win that division. I think San Francisco is going to come on strong. They're finally getting healthy. But Seattle, man, watch out for this team. Geno Smith leading the league in completion percentage at 73% right now. The way he's able to find Tyler Lockett in the zone coverages and that run game, right? It just it opens up the game for offensive coordinator Shane Waldron. Geno Smith is not catfishing people. Geno Smith right now should be top three in your MVP race right now. Let yeah. me ask you. I got two, two, two final questions for me. So number one, dudes, is why the hell were you still getting physical therapy with Gino? This is when I was playing still, bro. Okay, okay. but you know, even when I was wasn't playing, I was still. You know how my ankle is, bro. Come on, you already know that. You just wanted me to say it, so stop being petty. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the last question I have for you, dudes, um, how big of a bag are they going to offer Geno Smith? Ooh, that's the question, right? So I think they're going to have to franchise him. Honestly, because how do you gauge that? Say they say they say they say they win 11 games. Right. And he's like, well, Jimmy only did it for one year and you saw what he got a hundred mil. I need that. And they can't come to an agreement. I think it's going to come now to a franchise. I think he's going to have to prove it again one more year before he can get a nice little bag. Hi, everyone. This is Hope Solo, World Cup champion and host of Hope Solo Speaks, a Sirius XM podcast. I'm so excited about the Men's World Cup starting November 20th, and we'll have coverage all tournament long. I'll be talking to former players, top analysts, and offering some of my unique perspective as Team USA looks to make a deep run in Qatar. Download new episodes of Hope Solo Speaks right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. USA, USA, USA. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. 
the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. The Lakers are desperate to get out of their first win in 10 days, but it's going to be hard to do it with LeBron James out tonight against the Kings. As y'all know, the Lakers announced that under, after undergoing an MRI, LeBron avoided a tear in his groin after exiting during Wednesday's loss to the LA Clippers on Wednesday, but he is out tonight against the Kings and is considered day-to-day, according to head coach Darvin Ham. Now, after tonight, the Lakers host the other underperforming team in the league, the Brooklyn Nets, on Sunday, and then they don't play again until Friday, November 18th, against the Detroit Pistons. Now, if the Lakers want to be cautious, they could sit Bron Sunday and give him eight days off to rehab the groin. Now, Bron missed 27 games in his first season with the Lakers in 2018-19 because of a left groin tear. And after the Clippers lost Wednesday, he said his pain was not as bad as what he went through four years ago. But it's just not LeBron. That could leave the Lakers shorthanded tonight, y'all, as the Lakers say that A.D., Big Anthony Davis, is questionable for a non-COVID illness. Now, according to Shams Sharnaya, the Lakers recently held free agent workouts with Joe Wisecamp, Tony Snell, and Mo Harkless. There's no indication that they're looking to sign any of these wings, but they're at least doing their due diligence, right? So I don't know. Bringing anyone in off the street isn't going to fix the issues that this Laker team has so far this season. I mean, they've improved their three-point shooting percentage a little bit as of late, hitting at least better than 30% over the last four games, which isn't great anyways, but it doesn't mean that it's fixed. They're still dead last in the NBA, hitting 29% of their three-point shots. Now, the Lakers have the lowest catch-and-shoot percentage of any team in NBA history since the data started being recorded during the 2013-2014 season now only the la clippers and the wizards have scored fewer points per game than the lakers and the detroit pistons are the only team with a worse plus negative percentage in the nba now fellas Antoine, i'm gonna come to you first going back to lebron Mm -hmm. does lebron just need to get healthy or is there a much deeper problem that can't be fixed without trading those future first round picks that that they're trying to rob palinka's trying to hold on to so desperately um well i got a couple different um scenarios that I that I believe in for the Lakers and they happen very quickly I think you do it over the next uh you on a four-game homestand you're two and nine right now um you got a four-game homestand you got some teams that are some winnable teams that are coming into your building and I'm gonna base my season pretty much based off these four games and it's tough because LeBron may not be playing and in a couple of these games but if they're not able to take care of business and you have a bad homestand right here it's pretty much saying that you're going to pre- have a bad season because they're not going to be able to go on the road and take care of business. Uh, but I think it's time for that conversation, Auntie. I right. think it's time for Rob Palenka to go to LeBron James, and and I will start with him out of respect and what LeBron has mean for the organization and what he does for the team. And I'll ask LeBron, is he ready? Can he play with some young guys? Right. Um, and just say, listen, we're not in championship contention. Can you play with some young guys? And I, and I say that to say it may be time to move on from Anthony Davis. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's their best asset. He's going to get them picks. 
He could probably get them a young star in return. Um, if you look at the Lakers situation and most other teams in this league, the Lakers have no youth to build on. It's not a couple guys on that team that we could say, hey, they're going to be good in a couple years. Think about Golden State. With their veterans, they still have a Jordan Poole, a, a, a Kaminga, a, a Wiseman. They got young guys and young talent that's going to be good in a couple years. When you look at the Lakers roster, it's not there. So I think it's that time to have that conversation. And if LeBron is willing to uh, play with some young guys and mm. change the change the focus, because you're not playing for championship now, right? You're not play, you're not playing for it now. It's change his focus on as far as helping develop young guys and be playing competitive basketball. It's time to try to rebuild for the future. I just think, yeah, Anthony Davis and, and Westbrook. You put them in the package deal. Westbrook is attractive because of his contract. He comes off the books at the end of the year. Right. I think you put something together, uh, whether it's for some picks or young players, and you blow this thing up. Hold I on, think hold on. Hold on, Twan. You said something that I, I, I loved every point that you made, except mm-hmm. for the fact that you're saying that LeBron should want to play with some young players. When, at what point in his career, other than when he was in maybe 25, did he want to play with young players? Well, the point is right now, LeBron just signed a two-year extension for $100 million. Um, he probably doesn't want to go anywhere. He got so many things going on off the court. I don't see LeBron wanting to get traded. I don't see no team that LeBron would want to go to unless he still has aspirations about adding another NBA title. Obviously, we know what the goal is right now. Is to, is to, we're chasing Kareem. You know, he's, he's going to get Kareem's record, and I think that's the goal for him right now. And But if he's not worried about winning another championship, I got to get rid of Anthony Davis and Westbrook and try to rebuild this thing. That's where the Lakers are at right now. No, You're talking I, about your your picks ahead. in 20 your picks are in 27 and in 29. I mean, you need to get in the draft this year, the following year, you need to use your best assets to to make a change. It's time to shake it up. Now, if you can have a good homestand and lead this trip, you can go for it and be in 6 and 9 and you maybe can salvage some for this season, but you get the league is too tough now. It's too much parity in the league. You can't be 10, 15 games down um, under 500 and think you're going to make the playoffs. Right. I just, it's, it's not going to happen this year. It's not going to, it's too much parity in the league, East and West. Um, you know, so I don't think it can happen. I think it's time to have that conversation. I would do it. I would let this homestand play out. See if we can't get, if we can't get no momentum of this four game homestand, it's time to blow it up. Well, you know what, and it's I agree with a lot of what you said, Antoine. Before I come to you, uh, Omar, you know, I, I'm not sure if it's that LeBron needs to play with younger players as much as LeBron needs to play with some shooters, right? He's always played with some shooters. His his championship season, he's always had some shooters, and he just doesn't have very good shooters right now. So, Omar, I mean, you know, you you got to find some shooters, right? These two, these three guys that they brought in, um, not not great shooters. But where is cheap shooting available out on the trade market? Or do they go back? Do they go bring the old school Carmelo back out of retirement? What do you think they do as far as shooting? I have absolutely no idea how the <laughs> Lakers can fix this problem. Um, I, I obviously Westbrook going to the bench has helped the situation. Right. Um, it's it's provided a little bit of relief. Um, from this three-headed monster where everybody kind of needed the ball. Uh, but I, at this point, Auntie and, and Antoine, maybe you can help me out. 
Where can you get shoot? Is uh, outside of Carmelo Anthony, is a shooter just sitting at home waiting? No, I mean, not a great shooter, and they're just sitting at home. And so, but, but let no. me ask you a question, though. Let me ask you a question. All right. If Antoine, I'm going to come to you first because I, I know uh, Omar going to need a little bit longer to think about it. And from your picks over our, our last segment, maybe you should get some. Mm some time to think about it too Antoine I just want to remind the <laughs> that I did beat you in that, in that five, but no but um let's let's play GM again and mm-hmm. if you're Rob Palinka and and you're the GM right now of the Lakers what is a home run hit that you do not notwithstanding any you know not worried about money not worried about picks what do you do right now to help salvage one of, I think, LeBron James's last few years in the league. How do you help this Laker team? Well, I think that's it's tough. That's a tough question because, you know, you have to figure out what the goal is. So if we're not going to make the playoffs and be competitive, then we have to blow it up. But if LeBron comes in and says, listen, I feel great. I want to compete. I want to see if we can make the playoffs. I want to see if we can make a run then it's different. Then you have to look at the Camelo Anthony's and you start looking at veteran guys and you start to really play, play with the back end of your lineup. But if you're not, if the goal is to, you know what I mean? If the goal is not that, and it's all predicated off LeBron, unfortunately, and it's a tough spot for him to be in because he's playing so great, but um, you know, LeBron's probably not going nowhere. He has no trade clause. He's not probably not going nowhere. Like I say, he has a ton of business off the court there. He's chasing the green. He's chasing Kareem. I'm pretty sure Jenny and the Lakers, one thing they want to salvage is LeBron. If he's going to break that record, break it in a Laker uniform. Right. I'm, I'm de- you definitely know they want to probably have it in a Laker uniform. And LeBron keeps the seats filled Absolutely. for the next couple of years too, I think. So even if you make this move and you get rid of Anthony Davidson, depending on what you're able to get for him, LeBron's going to still keep people in the seats regardless of that. And, and then you trade a guy like Anthony Davidson, Russell Westbrook, you're going to get some quality back in return. So I just think it's just time for the Lakers to think about that. And you have to give away, you have to give away your second best asset. Right. And, and now, it's, it's tough. To, it's tough to do, but you will have to do that. Right now. LeBron did sign an extension to be in LA next year, but For two obviously more years, we know yes. he doesn't want to coast through this season. Right. And, and keep the roster as it is. So uh, GM Kelly, uh, what moves do you go out and make? To, to help this, if Rob Palenka is listening right now, what do you tell him to, to pull the trigger? You know, it, here's a question that I have for both of you guys, because we, we talk about this shooting and, and we talk about the Lakers of, of old when they, let's say when they won the championship. Is it the fact that they need a spot up shooter like Kyle Kuzma? Or mm-hmm. it, it, does, that, does that solve this chemistry problem issue that they seem to be having as a team? Right. You know, they 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 need shooters. I mean, they're just not a very good shooting team. LeBron is one of the best, has always been one of the best, um, quote unquote, point guards, so to speak, in the fact that he sets up players. Um, He draws a lot of double teams, a lot of triple teams, especially going to the basket. He kicks it out. And a lot of people have made a lot of money off of LeBron James driving to the basket and kicking out. And so. You know, that that begs the question. I got another question for y'all. Like, I love this hosting thing because I can just come up with these questions. <laughs> Do you think LeBron would rather break the keep the team the way it is now 
and break Kareem's record this year, or if somebody comes to him and says, okay, we can get you a Buddy Hill, we can get you a Miles Turner, but now you're going to come down to about 17 points a game instead of 25 right now, and you're not going to break the record this year. Which one do you think he wants? I, I don't think he's in a rush to break the record. I don't think he's planning on retiring anytime soon. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, he wants to win. I'm I'm curious what his level of frustration is because we see all these press conferences and he seems to be in good spirits. Um, he doesn't seem to be panicking. Now that might be that leadership composure that you have to show when you are LeBron James. Mm, so right. I'm 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 very curious to see how much pressure he's putting on that front office and that organization um, to get that missing piece, whatever it is, because, you know, has, has he put a finger, everybody just says shooter, but, but what, go ahead. You, you know, uh, No, Omar, I think you're making a great point. I love right. what you're saying. Cause I do, I've watched the Lakers game and I watch LeBron press conferences and I feel the same way. I'm not saying he shouldn't be happy. I mean, he's at the greatest time of his life playing with doing what he loves to do. He's, you know, obviously making a ton of money off the court, having great success on the his court. His kids and off are the grown court. in his commercials now, right? Yeah, the time is out there. I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I just feel like it's no pressure on him, and until you, you're around them a lot more than I am. I just feel like championships are not as concerned anymore. Right. I do believe the scoring title is a huge concern. I right. think he knows what I think he knows. He has to stay healthy. I think he kind of knows what he needs to average to get it done. Um, I do think that's a goal of his this year. And I think he has this, and I, I, and I love this about him. I think he has so much respect for Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis that he right. will never go public and get into that overperformance. I think he'll do that among his friends at home or right. in a closed circuit. I don't think he would ever do that um, with L.A. media and create that tension with those guys. I just think he's too good of a teammate. Um, he won't do that. So right. I think we're going to continue to see this, you know, this nice guy, guy not seems unbothered in the press conferences. He's not going to really go off. I think he's going to stay even kill, um, you know, for the rest of the year. But I do think look, he getting look, that Kareem is big. I think right. you're going to see a lot of emotion and a lot of things come out once he surpasses Kareem. Well, look, he got, whatever he has to do, he has to get started. And he got to get started now. <laughs> I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete Tonight weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, SiriusXM Channel. 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA tonight trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.